வெல்கம் இயர் லிஸ்னர்ஸ் டு த வனபர்வா எபிசோட்ஸ் ஆஃப் மகாபாரதா இன் த ப்ரீவியஸ் எபிசோட்ஸ் வி ஹேர்ட் அபவுட் த இன்எக்ஸாஸ்டிபிள் விசில் தட் இஸ் அக்ஷய பாத்ரா கிஃப்டட் பை சன் காட் டு திரௌபதி இன் த நெக்ஸ்ட் எபிசோட் விதுரா விசிட்டட் த பாண்டவாஸ் ஹூ ஆர் இன் எக்ஸைல் தென் வி ஹேர்ட் அபவுட் த கேர்ஸ் ஆஃப் மைத்ரேயா சேஜ் மைத்ரேயா வார்ன்ஸ் துரியோதனா டு மேக் பீஸ் வித் பாண்டவாஸ் இஸ் நாட் then bhima will smash duryodhana's thigh into pulp today we resume from krishna pledges krishna pledges hearing of the pandavas exile various tribes the vrishnis the bhojas the andhakas and the kaikeya brothers and draupadi's relatives visited them in the forest with krishna at their head they sat around yudhishthira krishna said in anger the earth will drink the blood of duryodhana karna sakuni and dusashana let us kill them all and install yudhishthira on the throne morality demands the killing of wicked men arjuna consoled him he brought back to his memory the achievements of lord krishna in several earlier births and said that he had learned about these episodes from narada krishna was much pleased with arjuna he said arjuna you are mine and i am yours all that is mine is yours also he that hates you hates me as well and he that follows you follows me you are nara and i am narayana we are born in the world of men for a special purpose you are from me and i am from you none can realize the difference that is between us just then draupadi came there and addressed krishna in angry words oh lord the sages say you are prajapati the creator of this universe you are vishnu they say the firmament is covered by your body and you are the eternal one you are the supreme lord of all creatures you have great affection for me and so i shall pour out all my woe before you oh krishna how could i be dragged to the assembly high on the might of bhima high on the gandiva of arjuna does not the eternal morality proclaim that a husband should protect his wife's honor came on arjuna's bow that slept while i was dragged to the assembly having said this draupadi hid her face with her hands she shed copious tears wiping her eyes sighing frequently she spoke again in a choked voice Oh Krishna I have neither husbands nor sons nor friends nor father I do not even have you for you are also silent Hearing these words of Draupadi Krishna spoke to her consolingly Just as you weep now oh Draupadi so will weep the wives of those who made you angry when they see their husbands dead on the battle ground pierced with arrows I speak the bare truth You shall be the queen of queens Draupadi glanced at Arjuna. Arjuna remarked, "O oh, Draupadi, weep not. It will indeed be as Krishna says." Rishyadhimna said, "I shall kill Drona. Shikhandhi will kill Bhishma. Bhima will kill Duryodhana, and Karna will be killed by Arjuna." When this was spoken, all eyes turned towards Krishna. Krishna said, "All this would never have happened." if i had not been away in dwaraka i would have prevented the gambling pointing out its evils but at that time i was attacking the city of salva 
to kill Damaghosha, the son of Shishupala. I heard about your misfortune after my return to Dwaraka and with great anxiety straight away came here. After some time, honored by Yudhishthira and Bhima, embraced by Arjuna, saluted by the twins Nakula and Sahadeva and tearfully worshipped by Draupadi, Krishna set out for Dwaraka again. Arjuna's fight with Lord Shiva After Krishna's departure, Yudhishthira accompanied by others proceeded further and reached Vaitavana. Vaitavana is the forest name. Every day, learned Brahmins flocked to the forest chanting the Vedas. They discussed with the Pandavas subtle points concerning Dharma which was very dear to Yudhishthira's heart. One day, Bhima was worried about the sufferings of Draupadi. He said, What do we gain by living in exile? Duryodhana took away our kingdom. What if a promise broken or kept? Dharma practiced for the sake of Dharma always brings sufferings. We have already lived in the forest for a full 13 months. The wise men have said that a month is a substitute for a year. We have lived for 13 months and let us consider it as 13 years. O Yudhishthira, therefore, make up your mind to kill your enemies. There is no greater virtue for a Kshatriya than fighting a battle. But Yudhishthira was adamant. He firmly believed in regulating his conduct by adhering to Dharma. At that time, the great ascetic Vyasa arrived there. He said, O Yudhishthira, I know what is passing in your mind. You are thinking of the valor of Karna, Duryodhana and others. At the appropriate time, Arjuna will kill your enemies. Accept from me the knowledge called Pratispriti, by which you will be able to destroy all your enemies. It is like success personified. Let Arjuna go for the acquisition of weapons from Rudra, Varuna, Kubera and Yama. Having said so, Vyasa took leave of them. After some time, Yudhishthira called Arjuna in private and said, you know that Bhishma, Drona, Karna and Kripa know all that there is to know about the use of weapons. I have been given a mantra by Vyasa. I shall teach you the mantra so that you may win the favor of the gods. Indra has all the divine weapons. Go to him. Please him by your austerities and acquire all those weapons. Arjuna took leave of his brothers and Draupadi and set out to meet Indra. He carried with him the blessings of the sages around. Crossing many dangerous areas, walking day and night, he reached the world of Indra called Indrakila in the sacred Himalayas. A voice from the sky spoke, Stop! Arjuna looked around and then saw an ascetic sitting under a tree. A light flashed out from his body. He was shining with effulgence. The great ascetic spoke to Arjuna. Oh child, why are you carrying bows and arrows in this region? There is no need for weapons here. This is the abode of peaceful Brahmins where there is neither fear nor anger. Therefore, throw your weapons away. But Arjuna held tightly the bow and arrows in his hands. He said, I am Arjuna, son of King Pandu of Hastinapura. I have come here only to get more arrows and weapons. Then the sage disclosed his identity. 
Arjuna, I am Indra. I am pleased with you. Ask for any boon and I shall grant it to you. As soon as Arjuna heard the name of Indra, he was thrilled. He reverently offered his salutations to Indra and said, I have come here to gain the knowledge of weapons. Be kind and fulfill my desire. Indra replied, Listen, my son, to gain the knowledge of divine weapons, you should first get the blessings of Lord Shiva. So, try to please Lord Shiva by your penance. Having spoken thus, Indra took leave of Arjuna. As advised by Indra, Arjuna engaged himself in severe austerities. He lived on leaves and fruits fallen from the trees on the ground. During the first month, he ate at an interval of three nights, during the second month at interval of six nights, and during the third month at intervals of a fortnight. When the fourth month came, he lived simply on air with his arms upraised and nothing to lean upon, standing only on the tips of his toes. Scared of his austerities, the sages went to Lord Shiva and reported, Burned by his asceticism, the earth is emitting smoke. You ought to stop him. Lord Shiva said, I am aware of Arjuna's determination. Return cheerfully. I shall deal with him. Lord Shiva then assumed the form of a Kirata, the hunter, and holding a handsome bow, came down with Parvati, clad in the dress of a huntress. At that time, a wild boar rushed towards Arjuna. Arjuna sent a sharp arrow from his Gandiva, and at the same time, Shiva too sent an arrow from, from his bow called Pinaka. Arjuna then smilingly asked the Kirata, Who are you? Why are you roaming in this forest with your wife? Why have you pierced the boar that was first shot down by me? Lord Shiva replied, This forest is our dwelling place. You do not look like a forester. It was my shot that killed the boar. Thereupon, a dispute arose which soon turned into a fight. Arjuna could not withstand Shiva's valour. He lost his bow and then Shiva held him in his grip. Arjuna then meditated on Lord Shiva to get divine help. Immediately, he realised that the Kirata was none other than Lord Shiva himself. He folded his hands and bowed low before him. Lord Shiva said, I am pleased by your austerities and valour. I shall give you an irresistible weapon called Pasupata, which emits thousands of arrows, spears and maces like poisonous snakes at one and the same time. You shall also acquire more weapons soon. Then Shiva and Parvati showed their real forms to Arjuna. Arjuna felt blessed. Lord Shiva said, Go to Indra and pay your respects to him. After uttering these words, Shiva along with Parvati vanished from the scene. Arjuna at Indra's Palace Arjuna then thought of Indra. Immediately, a chariot landed in front of him. It was Indra's chariot driven by Matali. Matali said, I have been asked by Lord Indra to take you to his world. Kindly ascend this chariot. 
Arjuna ascended the chariot and was taken to the city of Indra. Reaching there, he saw his father, Indra, the king of gods. A beautiful white umbrella with a golden staff was held over Indra's head. He was fanned with perfumed chamaras by heavenly damsels. Arjuna saluted Indra, bending his head low. Indra embraced him and made him sit on his throne. Arjuna too shone with effulgence like can another Indra. The Gandharva sang songs in his honor. The Apsaras like Menaka and Urvashi danced. Arjuna, at his father's command, lived there for five years in great happiness. During this time, he learned the art of wielding several weapons, including the thunderbolt of Indra. He also learned from Chitrasena music and dance. One day, Urvashi, one of the Apsaras of Indraloka, fell in love with Arjuna and begged him to spend some time with her. But Arjuna regarded her as his mother and refused her request. Urvashi angrily cursed him. You will lead the life of an eunuch for refusing my request. When Indra was informed of it, he consoled Arjuna and said, Blessed is the mother of such a disciplined son. You have surpassed even the rishis in self-control. Do not worry. Urvashi's curse will be helpful to you in the thirteenth year of your exile. After some days, the great sage Lomasa in the course of his wandering, visited Indra Loka. Seeing Arjuna seated on the throne of Indra, he wondered what merits he had acquired to enjoy that honor. Indra said, I shall tell you who Arjuna is and for what reason he has come here. He and Krishna are none other than Nara and Narayana. There are certain asuras called Nivatakavachas and they are planning the destruction of the Celestials. Even if all the Celestials join together, they cannot defeat them. Arjuna is quite competent to fight them all. He will stay here and destroy the whole pack of Rakshasas in battle before going back to the earth. I have an assignment for you. Please go and tell Yudhishthira who at present is staying at Kamyaka forest not to worry about Arjuna. Tell him also that Arjuna has already acquired all the weapons which will be useful for their future. Please tell him that he, along with his brothers and wife, should visit various sacred shrines and holy rivers to acquire merits.